Welcome to Unstable Topics, a trivia comedy podcast about all things facts, friendship, pop culture, and more. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited to enlighten y'all with some serious facts and not so serious reacts. Thanks for joining us. Hey, real quick, before we get this party started, Sarah and I have an earnest request. We're two best friends making and editing and hosting this podcast, and we would love for you to share this show with your best friend. And follow on your platform of choice. It really helps us to gain more exposure, and we are so grateful for your support. Okay, now on with the show. Three, two, one, fight. Sarah, are you ready for your fact? Always. According to the BBC, scientists believe prairie dogs kiss and cuddle more when they're being watched by zoo visitors because they seem to like the extra attention their PDA brings to their enclosures. Okay, prairie dogs. I see yeah. you. All right, horn dogs. The little, what's the word I'm looking for? Voyeuristic? Is yeah, that little, the word? <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because normally prairie dogs live like underground, I think, right? Yes. And they just peek their head up. But when they're in the zoo, they're like, oh, quick, quick, quick. There's people coming. Part of me is like, shame on zoos for changing the way prairie dogs behave, you know? Because if this wasn't like a normal thing for prairie dogs. Well, I don't know. Maybe if out in the wild, if they see like an animal coming, they rush out to hug and kiss because then maybe it's a protective mechanism. Like if we look like we're in love, we won't get eaten. Yeah, that's it. There's like a tiger or a cheetah like on the prairie and like oh i'm really hungry Arrgh. and then they pop like quick susan get up here real quick susan get up here show i'm a family man <laughs> i'm gonna feel bad for me <sighs> oh, i'm love and she's like no way you didn't empty the dishes last night <laughs> you're getting eaten you're getting eaten marco 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 her pool boy on the side where she oh. can finally find true love because mm -hmm. her husband's getting eaten. Yeah, the pool dog, prairie dog. Pool boy, prairie dog. Hey, look, Name I Marcus. don't know how they really live in the wild if this whole zoo situation. You know, I mean, the zoo is kind of lying to us a little bit. It's true. It's true. It's like that uh, we think, oh, they're just so in love, but they're just exhausted from their exhausted. romance. They're, co they're constantly having to put on a show for us. And they're probably like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I just want to be alone. I want to watch Bravo underneath in my hole. No one touch me. Give me some popcorn. And they're like, damn you, zoo. I am touched out. I'm touched out. I can relate to a prairie dog, you know? Yeah, hard, hard relate. Are you ready to react? Always. If you lived in a zoo enclosure, what would you do for attention? I wouldn't want attention. I would be like, go away. Stop looking at me. Sidebar, there is a Twilight Zone episode that is this reaction where he winds up like he doesn't know what's going on he's in an enclosure and he winds up being in a zoo like he's a zoo attraction what did he do for attention he didn't want it he wanted to get out 
he was like the enclosure was like a living room like a 1960s living room set up like there's a, TV oh, I love and a couch and stairs and so I th- think the whole thing is like he thought he was in his house and then he opens the curtains and there's people peering in on him Ooh, you know what though is funny about being like I wouldn't do anything for attention then you would be the one that everyone would try and see you know it's like yes. everyone wants to see the lion Mm-hmm. right because they're you have to get there early in the morning to see the lion so mm-hmm. it'd be like you'd be like i'm just trying to stay in this corner and then some little kid would be like hey hey sarah sarah <laughs> sarah look and i'll yeah. look at him and growl i would not hide i would do a dance well, of course i'd be would. like here here they are here, here they're ready maybe i'd do like a tight five i'd be like is this do thing you on? have a tight five maggie oh i could have a really tight five I could for oh, sure. It'd be so tight. It'd be like four and a half. Yeah. In fact, when I took the stand-up class once and, uh, you know, you get lit at like one minute left and I never got the light because I went so fast through my set and I was like, oh, and that's my time. And everyone was like, wow, you just felt like, gosh, they like, you just felt so much faster than everyone else's. And I was like, probably because it was so funny, but really it was because it was three and a half minutes long. So thinking on this, if I was a zoo attraction and I wanted people to stay away, I would just do improv. That's what I would do. Oh, way better. Way better than avoiding doing anything. Just be like, I need a one word suggestion. Yeah. And then what really I would send out mass communication, like leading up to like, come see my show at the zoo. I can give you a comp ticket. Let's get in this thing. Come see. Never to be seen again. Only time. Yeah. Only time. No one shows up. That's how, that's how I would get no one to see me. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be a celebrity the gals can think of quick. It's time for You Don't Know Jack, (laughs) where Sarah and Maggie share some facts about a celebrity named Jack and try to guess who it is. This sprightly Jack was first mentioned in the 1734 publication Round About Our Coal Fire or Christmas Entertainments and is one of the coolest Jacks around. He likes to nip at fingers and toes, but especially at your nose. Sarah, who is this Jack? Uh, Maggie, I believe that Jack Frost. Oh, 100% correct. How did you know? At first, I was like, okay, she's going to trip me up because you said 17th century? 1734 publication. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to know any Jacks from back then. I My Jack research ends in like the 1900s, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was the clues that you peppered in there. I'm like, oh, I know this Jack. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. we just had a a Jack Frost incident here in Texas. I don't know when this episode will air, but it was February and we had a week of ice. I was cursing Jack Frost that week. You son of a Jack. (laughs) You know, uh, it's interesting because he's, uh, he's just like this totally made up thing, but I feel like he's a part of Hollywood and pop culture and people like love Jack Frost. I feel like there is a movie, like a kid's movie or something mm-hmm. where there's Jack Frost is a character. There is. Yeah, there is. It's from 1998. Yep. And with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Okay. Classic 90s guy. Was it a kid's movie? Yeah, it was. It's a a father who can't keep his promises, is killed in a car accident. One year later, he returns as a snowman who has the final chance to put things right. That's a classic 90s synopsis, too. Yeah, you die, you die, and you come back. That's when dads realize they need to step up, is when they're dead. (laughs) And they're a snowman. 
in their stomach, like, oh man, I got to really fix this situation. Too much working. Dude, 90s movies were like all about childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. It was like, my parents are divorced and my dad, I don't know it's my dad, but he's coming back and pretending to be my British nanny, you know? And then I see my nanny's face fall off. Like, like, you know, stuff like that. That was Miss Doubtfire. That was Mm Miss Doubtfire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, oh, my parents don't love me and they send me to a school and the principal is like throwing kids over fences. That's Matilda. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh man, my uncle's a real jerk and killed my dad and then gaslit me. So I thought it was me. And then I ran into the jungle and had to find a new family. But then my whole life left behind was crumbling. No clue. Lion King. Oh, duh. Well, that sure was fun. Thanks for playing You Don't Know Jack, brought to you by the most popular boy name in Hollywood. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. An important basketball move, the slam dunk, was banned just before the 1967-1968 season until the 1976-1977 season. So like a decade of no dunks? No dunks for a decade. What a bunch of no fun curmudgeons to Mm -hmm. be like, you can't dunk. Why? Because it's fun to watch? Because it makes the game interesting? Because it's Uh, hard to do? I think it's because the rumor is Bill Walton, my favorite basketball player and announcer. So Bill, if you're listening, we love you, uh, was very dominant. And apparently they decided to make it illegal if you dunked. Now, look, you NBA diehards out there, please message us. Let us know if there's a real reason. But that's that's what I heard. I'd love it if the reason was like, it might hurt the hoop. You know, <laughs> if, if instead of it being like, this is kind of unfair to other players who aren't as good. If they're like, we're just concerned about the hoop. Look, it costs a lot of money for us to fix the basketball hoop and backboard every time you dunk. So mm-hmm. we're trying to we're trying to cut costs. Right. Please this stop will save us tens of dollars every month. Well, I think actually backboards and hoops, like those are expensive. Those are like thousands in the sixties. In the sixties? There's still thousands of dollars. Yeah, but wasn't ten dollars like a thousand dollars in the sixties? No. <laughs> they don't want people to dunk. And then after ten years of no dunking, they're like, you know what, we need to bring back the dunk and in fact let's do a dunk contest and let's make this the most iconic part of the game because mm-hmm. they realized what a snooze fest if yeah actually aren't yeah. jumping up and slamming on the rim you're actually right i do believe the nba had a really hard time around the end of the 70s like people weren't going to games and so we got to make this game more entertaining and it but- truly is like incredible watching someone leap like they jump higher than i am tall yeah to get to the, the hoop I think it's a travesty they took it out because it is an athletic feat that we, the fans, want to see. I am concerned about their hands, though, because I sometimes, like, if I just, like, touch something too hard, I hurt my little fingies, you know? can't imagine That's... hanging on a rim. Okay. Are you ready to react? Yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. If you could ban one sport, what would it be and why? Football. Because mm-hmm. it's uh aggressive mm-hmm. and dangerous mm-hmm. and it takes up all day 
and my husband also plays fantasy football and that takes up months months of his time and mental energy um not to mention just yeah i guess like you know players are having alzheimer's when they're like 40 and i think it's a stupid game and we shouldn't play it anything that's like you have to wear that many pads to play mm-hmm. just like maybe we shouldn't do that game how about yeah. you uh, you know, that's a really good answer. And as much as I agree with that, I agree that football is a very dangerous sport. It is silly because you have to, you get injured and there's all these players with serious injuries. The first game that comes to my mind though, is golf. Mm. Get rid of it because well, cause it's such a use of resources, you know, all this watering grass. Yes. It's an environmental constraint. But also, it takes four days, four days to play an entire game of golf because you have the first two days you have to make the cut, Thursday and Friday. And then you make the cut with like 60 or whatever. And then you play Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, that's so much time. That's so much time. Well, that's in a PGA versus like Live League, oh as I've gosh. learned on that Netflix you show. It. It's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a good show. It is good a good show. show. I will say when Kyle, my husband, hears this episode, he will disagree with everything that we've just said because those are two of his favorite pastimes are playing golf, watching golf, watching football, all of it. I bet he'd say like, oh, we should ban curling, you know? Oh, curling's a very entertaining sport during the Olympics. Yeah, I agree. I love curling. I've been curling. It's very fun. It's very fun and it's quick and it happens once every four years. Yeah. And it's on ice. I mean, come on. Keep curling, get rid of golf and football. I think we solved a lot of problems today. Step right up. It's time to play friend, enemy, block. Yes. Who of these three celebrities provided will Sarah or Maggie pick to be their friend, to be their enemy, and to block from all contact for the rest of their lives? Let's find out on friend, enemy, block. Okay, Maggie, I had a I had a fun time with this friend enemy block, and these are going to be fictional characters, okay? Okay, great. So out of these three fictional characters, I need to know who you'd be friends with, who would be your enemy, and who you would block out of your life. Bluey, Daniel Tiger, and Peppa Pig. Easy. I'm okay. ready. Okay. Bluey is my friend. Bluey is my friend for sure. Obviously. Peppa Pig, well, for obvious reasons, do I need to list it? Bluey is imaginative. She's creative. She's fun. She's high energy. She's a good friend, a good family member. Like I would, I would love to be Bluey's friend. That's the kind of friend I want. Hundred percent. Peppa Pig, my enemy. She's a little too sassy. She's a little too whiny. It's all about her. I'm kind of like, okay, Peppa, let's like get it together. There's other people in this world. World. it's not just you you even george is your brother like stop making george do things like i've got to get in the queue look at these muddy puddles oh i'm Peppa big i just like not not my friend but we probably hang in the same social circles so she's my enemy because i'm not gonna block her right daniel tiger you blocked my boy you blocked daniel tiger whiny let me sing a song about grown-ups coming back i'm just like i can't have that in my feed i can't with you daniel tiger oh mm, look at me i broke something i need to fix it wow 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 like i just like can't with him he's blocked that's it that was fast for me how about you 
I don't have any objections to what you said. 100% agree? 100% agree. For all the same reasons? All the same reasons. This is why we're friends. You, me, and Bluey. That was cute. Thanks to all our friends and enemies for playing along. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.